Venture into one of the fastest growing businesses on earth right now on Cannabis Economy. Converging with the brightest and best cannabis leaders and luminaries, paving the way to progress your profit margin. Capitalize and compound your cannabis portfolio now on Cannabis Economy with your host, Seth Adler. Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web is an extract shorthand for a set of laws and a shorthand in general for CBD. Named after now nine-year-old Charlotte Figgy, who suffers from a rare form of epilepsy called Travitt Syndrome. One of our guests is her mother, Paige Figgy, who runs the Coalition for Access Now, which is focused on a federal bill to deschedule CBD and hemp. Our other guest, Heather Jackson, runs Realm of Caring, The Rock, in Colorado Springs, working on research, education, and advocacy. The two form a perfect pair, helping and educating families with anything from epilepsy to Crohn's find the research and solutions they need to heal their children. Welcome to Cannabis Economy. I'm your host, Seth Adler. Check us out on Twitter, at CanEconomy. This is a special episode. Please listen through to the end, where I provide instruction on how you can donate to each cause. We have Heather Jackson. Hello. We have Paige Figgy. Hello. Like the like the fruit, did you say? Like the fruit. Yeah. Fig. Fig. Figgy. It's that easy. <laughs> you would know that last name because of Charlotte Figgy. You would know Charlotte Figgy because of Charlotte's Web, which is a strain, sure, but it's more than that. Let's just jump in right there so that we know who we're talking to. Sure. Charlotte is my daughter. She's a nine-year-old girl with epilepsy. So this whole thing started uh, unintentionally back four years ago, just a little over four years now. She has an untreatable form of epilepsy. So she medicine doesn't work. We have tried everything. She has a very severe form of a very severe syndrome. And she probably had a couple months left to live. We had signed a do not resuscitate. She was on life support. She's on oxygen. We were feeding her through her a tube in her stomach. She was in a wheelchair and having a seizure every half an hour. And, and so it was just like a, a, a catatonic little child. You had already child. signed those forms. Yep, signed them. And we were just giving her a quality of life. She was coming off of her last drug. We couldn't try anything else. I always had something left to try. And, I, and when she was five, I had nothing left. And we were kind of saying goodbye. Her twin sister was saying goodbye to her. I didn't know what was going to happen. And it was devastating. So it was a very, very sad story. And um, as, a, as her mother, if you have children, you understand this, you don't give up. You keep looking and digging and trying and there's something. There's got to be something. And a group of parents, we started looking at old, old remedy for epilepsy. And it came, unfortunately, it came from the cannabis plant. It's such a controversial source. Right. But it was a known anticonvulsant. It stopped seizures. And doctors used this hundreds of years ago. And I said, well, I'm in Colorado. It's a legal state. Uh, it's a medical marijuana legal state. And I'll, I'll give it a try. And at the worst, I can ease her suffering. And she was absolutely suffering. Mm. And so I met Joel Stanley. He's one of the Stanley brothers known for the Charlotte's Web oil that mm. he created. Right. We formulated it. I wrote a, a dosing protocol. I put her in a little mini, you know, a quietly little mini clinical trial. I wasn't telling anybody. Nobody knew what I was doing, even though she was legal. Pediatrics was legal in the state. Mm-hmm. And it worked. We tried this. I put it in her stomach tube. She couldn't swallow. And her her 300 seizures a week, she didn't have a single seizure that first week from her first dose. And this was lab tested, very clean. It was high CBD, low THC. Right. 
hemp oil. She wasn't high from this. Shockingly, she was high from everything else she was on. Let, let me stop you and ask a couple questions. Uh, first off, if it was legal for her to be taking it, how come you chose not to say anything to anybody? She was legal in the state of Colorado. She had a red card. She was the youngest child right. in the state and, and most severe that they'd ever seen. It took a lot to get her a red card. Mm-hmm. Um, she still... She's legal in Colorado, but it's not federally legal. So of if she and she was in the hospital. We lived in the hospital. Right. So if she were to go to Children's Hospital, and I, we, our bags were just packed always by the front door, ready to right. go to the hospital. So if we were to go to the hospital, I would be reported as giving my child a Schedule One substance. And if if people found out my husband was in the military, and I mean, you know, there was just very yeah. So so. While it's legal in Colorado, the laws don't align, and federally it isn't, and so it's a problem. These kids who are – Charlotte wasn't at the time we homeschooled. She was too severe, but kids who are going to school, it's a, it's a federally funded institution. You right. can't do that. You can't do this. So Once it was scary. Once you walk through those doors, you're now right. on federal land, essentially. So all the laws aside, let's say uh, let's say it was legal like it is in, in Colorado. Right. It still was terrifying to be that first little kid, sure. that little dying child, to use weed – and, 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 you know, I'm reporting a, a successful story, an incredible success story. Um, I, we were a conservative family. It sounded crazy. It was scary. It was right. terrifying. I didn't know what was going to happen. I would risk prison for my child, but I couldn't, nobody else could take care of her. Right. So to have her removed from my care was, wasn't an option. So I was very, very cautious. When you did that research and, uh, found, uh, this as a potential, uh, solution, if you will, how did you then find the Stanley Brothers? Where was the connection? There? I sat down and called places like Israel. I had people helping translate. Sure. I called France, and I pulled up all this research. People say there's not enough research. There's enough research yeah. to write a protocol for a five-year-old kid. There's plenty of research. So I called everybody, got what I needed, figured out what I would have to give her, how many milligrams, what it would have to look like, and then set about in the state of Colorado to find the people to help. Mm-hmm. And it turns out there was nobody who even knew what cannabidiol or CBD was. No one even knew what it was in the whole, I called everybody. And every time someone said, I don't know what CBD is, but we've got this. I said, that's fine. I'll visit your dispensary. Can you give me five to 10 more phone numbers? Just anyone you can think of that might know a laboratory or somebody uh, breeding the plant to be higher in CBD or lower in THC, other things. So I literally either either got hung up on by a person that got 10 more numbers from them. And I went through and called uh, probably close to everybody in the in the state of Colorado. Why would you get hung up on? People thought I was crazy. Even people in, you know, in, the industry, in, in so sell, working in a dispensary, right. selling THC, they thought I was crazy as a mother giving this to a dying 5-year-old kid. Oh, I see. They okay. were nervous to even help me. Be involved in that. Whatever Very you nervous, have going on, I'm not Just as nervous as I was to have to um go to the hospital or be reported for this. Okay. If she died in my care, which was going to happen, it looked exactly like that was the the route we were on. Mm-hmm. What would they do? Would they see, would they in an autopsy see that she was she was being given cannabis? Right. What would they what would happen? So people were terrified no one was doing this with a little tiny kid. So um And 4 years ago is is way before 4 years ago things were different. Yeah. It was very very different. Four years ago, Indeed. absolutely. Indeed. So I went to the last dispenser. I visited every dispenser. I was buying thousands of dollars of of dried material, mm-hmm. sending it to the lab, testing it, pay, paying for this myself, trying to find what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. The THC wasn't a solution for her. It made her seizures worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it, it 
it is a solution for many and it does ease the suffering. It just wasn't exactly what I was looking for. I went to the last dispensary and just gave up. People didn't understand the science, what hadn't met my my demand. And we're, we're all caught up now. So it, this sounds yes. kind of uh, fantastical, but <laughs> at the time – there, you know, the, the knowledge wasn't there. The knowledge wasn't there. And, you know, what is the saying? Necessity is the mother of invention. I had a need. I saw that there is something out there. I'm not going right. to give up. Right. I have to try this. This I will is my call baby. every phone number. Right. I will go to every dispensary. So I went to every dispensary. I quit this. One day I quit. I said, I'm done. Nobody ha- can help me. Right. And maybe in, in, in 20 years, if I had $5 million in a laboratory, <laughs> I could make what I wanted. Maybe, but it won't be in her lifetime, in Charlotte's lifetime. Right. And then that same day, I gave up. I just gave up. Joel came and knocked on my door. So one of those numbers I called sent a breeder, a hemp grower, and a mar- medical marijuana breeder to my house, mm-hmm. saying, this guy might have some information. And Joel and I met that same day that I quit. And he had a lot of information on cancer. He had been making oils and, and growing strains for cancer patients to success. Some of them were so so started so late that they didn't make it. And some, it helped them just with the nausea mm-hmm. from the, the treatments right. for cancer. Right. But he was and he chemo. Had, in chemo, yeah, right. so he had all of his cancer knowledge. I shared all of my epilepsy knowledge, mm-hmm. and he met Charlotte, saw his first epileptic seizure that night, and um, and decided he was going to step in and help us if he could. He was going to try, and and it was, I mean, it was a monumental moment because people did not want to get involved. Mm-hmm. People were scared. Uh, he put all of that aside and said, "I don't care what." happens. This is a worthwhile thing to see if it works. And I said, we can keep it as quiet as you want. I just want to see if this is going to be the thing. I have to know Mm -hmm. if this is going to be the thing. And he said, interestingly enough, I have a plant I've been breeding. That's exactly the numbers you're looking for. That's high. It's high in CBD. What is the... About a 25 to one. So for every 25 milligrams of CBD, about one milligram of THC. So what would be considered... I mean, back then, they a one to one was considered high CBD. So right. as Paige is going around, you know, requesting this from dispensaries, oh yeah, we've got that, you know, but that's, that's not, yeah. Not in her terms. Exactly. Nobody was lab terms. testing. Right. Yeah. yeah. We've got this top shelf stuff, man. <laughs> right. And I'm like, well, what is the number? What is the laboratory? Um, right. But yeah, so so that's exactly, and I knew her THC threshold of what caused the seizure to the milligram, and by the studies, I knew how many milligrams CBD she needed. So Joel's like, what, what was that threshold? Just so we're well for Charlotte, I don't want to share too much because she's very very Fair THC enough. sensitive, yeah. so okay. that number's very very low. Fine. So if she has two milligrams of THC. Way back then, she was seasoned. Too much. Right? Yeah, too much. Some people, it's five, very, very low threshold. Some people can have 100 milligrams and be fine sure. and go to work. Yeah. Uh, for Charlotte, it's extremely, and she's like this with every drug. Mm-hmm. She's very, very sensitive. Anyway, Joel's like, that's funny you have, the, have that exact idea of a plant in mind. I have this the little baby plant, right. a couple of them, and we're breeding this just to see what else we can do it. And how odd that we met and how, how strange and fortuitous and it worked. So yeah, I'm like, that's great that you're going to help me. Would you, (laughs) would you agree to these seven criteria? That's going to make it very, very expensive and very, very difficult. Time to converge listeners to our product and service supplying sponsors. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com. 
helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's orders. Less heat, more flavor. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem, so I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. Commercial consumption completed. Now back to Cannabis Economy, only on CannabisRadio.com. Here's Seth Adler. So from the moment that he met uh, her uh, and saw that first seizure and until um, he did master the strain, um, you know, and master that oil to be what you wanted, how, what was that time period? A couple of months, probably two months later. Okay. We started her it's on it. pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. They cultivated it. Right. And, and got it up and going. The lab test looked great. We right. put it in her feeding tube and she stopped seizing. And it was, I mean, I didn't believe it. I, 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 you lose hope. Hope is a dangerous thing as a parent. And so you just, I was going through all meticulous about keeping track of what I do with her. So she was tube fed. She didn't eat by mouth. So I'm mm. thinking, what else did I change in her diet? What else did I change in her life to make her stop seizing? The drugs these kids take, barbiturates, yeah. uh, benzodiazepine, very, very strong, very psychoactive. And you may not even see seizure control. So you were seeing this kid super, super um, high from the drugs, and I'm giving her a hemp oil, and I see no side effect. High from the other drugs. I mean, high the from the pharma. pharmaceuticals. Right, yeah. How could something with no side effect, how could this, what, what looks like a dietary supplement, drinking an extra glass of water a day, right. you know, whatever, however you want to look at it, such a benign thing, be stopping her. These are massive grand mal seizures. These aren't eye flutters. These aren't staring off for a moment. I mean, she's having a grand mal seizure every half an hour. And, um, and a lot of them are status seizures. So status seizure is longer than 30 minutes. The hospital really couldn't deal with us anymore. She, there's no medicine to stop her seizures. So right. we were just dealing with it at home. It was terrifying. So to see her take this hemp oil, with, she's not high from it even, and it stops her seizures, it was astounding to watch. What and, was and that the, timeline? I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting. What was that timeline from when she started to take the oil until the seizure? A half an hour. Get out of here. So she didn't have a seizure that first half an hour. Immediate. Remember? Yep. She had one every 30 minutes. So an hour went by, she didn't have a seizure. A day went by, not a seizure. Seven days, she had one after seven days, she had a seizure. She did. Mm -hmm. And so that was four years ago. She has, she's 99.9% seizure controlled still to this day. She still has epilepsy. Is it once every seven days still? She has about one or two a month. One or two a month? Yeah. Yeah. So. For how long? 
They're in her sleep. Okay. And they're just like a minute long. I know people can't see this on, on yeah. your little podcast, but I got to go chest bump my girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And that's they can certainly just, hear I it, just love it. I and love this story. What, I have goosebumps still, and it is four years later. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It's unbelievable. She's it's been like on magic. the same thing for four years and no drugs. No, not a hospital trip, um, not a status event, nothing. So, so. Everyone, you know, you've heard this story. If you've heard it, you've heard the story, or you've heard it from some another family, huh. and that's fine. It's one story. However, and then more and more and more started. Right. And now I don't know how many thousands. Well, the, it's incredible. There's another story, which is Heather, your son. Yeah. You know, and I think that it's best to it's really best to start with that. So, yeah. You know what what happened for us is we were a few months behind Paige. Yeah. And our hospice counselor slid me a little piece of paper and she could have completely lost her job for it. And she said, I don't know if (coughs) this is something you've looked into or anything you've researched yet, but I have another family. It's working um, for them. And there were three phone numbers. That piece of paper was my handwriting. (laughs) I know you have other kids in hospice and I know you were going to risk getting fired if they just want to talk about (laughs) why Charlotte is walking again. Right? Maybe just slip them my number. We can talk. And so it was Paige's phone number. It was the lab's phone number uh, because we can say who she is now. Miss Kate knew I was very, very much like Paige, very meticulous. I I tracked absolutely everything. I had a notebook. I kept track of everything, what he ate, when he slept, when he pooped, everything. I I wanted to see – this was my semblance of control. I wanted to figure out what was going on with my son. And then the the last phone number was the Stanleys. And so I started first with the lab because I – my son also was extremely medically fragile at the time and I knew it was important what I was putting in his body and I didn't want to – you know, you hear about molds and pesticides and all these things and it's like, okay, I can't – we can't go there. So I called the lab first. Yes, you can test for all these things. Yes, you can know the potency, exactly the milligrams you're giving. I was game. Mm -hmm. He also talked a little bit about the science of – and then I called the Stanleys and I talked with Joel and it was a couple – it took a couple of months. He It worked with Charlotte, but he was still really nervous. I mean, this was pot and this was kids, right. you know? How old was your son at the time? He was nine and a half. Okay, a little bit older. So we had done – we had really dealt with – Zakai's seizure started when he was four months old. Hmm. And uh, he had six different seizure types. So we had dealt with daily seizures almost a decade. We had been through 17 pharmaceuticals. He was now receiving hospice palliative services. Our option was to recycle back through these pharmaceuticals. I just, in my heart, I just could not do it. I was already taking your, it's, it's how I kept saying for that decade, I was an avid researcher anyway. So I had already been looking at cannabidiol, which no one could pronounce back then. And, um, and, and definitely saw that it was an anticonvulsant. And, um, yeah. And so, so you had found it as well in your own research. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, it, it took them a while to, to get us. Something basically. It, what, what do you want me to sign to release your liability? Like, right. I don't have. This is the Stanley. I don't have anything else. Exa- right. Exactly. Okay. I don't have anything else. And this is. Why would was what was it about this uh, the oil that uh, Charlotte was using that wasn't working for your son? It it actually did work. Oh, okay. So we all, we gave our first dose July nineteenth two thousand twelve. Okay. About five months after 
they had started, right. uh, Charlotte had started. And it was this, it was a similar story. So, you know, I have to preface all of this with that, it, that there are children who respond just like our kids have mm-hmm. these super responders where it's just this overnight thing. The vast majority, it takes a little bit of time. Sure. But Zakai was having a seizure every two to 10 minutes while he slept. I describe them as like full body electrocutions. So very brief, but very violent. Every two to 10 minutes, gave him his first dose, makeshift bed on the floor, which is what you do as a parent, hook right. up the pulse ox machine and get them laying down for bed and no seizure. Two minutes passed, 10 minutes passed, an hour, several hours. And he went on for 48 hours with no seizures. Now, I thought you had said that he – did I mishear you, that it, it took a little while for him? It took about three months to gain full seizure control. Got it. Okay. So, so there was an immediate effect. However, full seizure control took some Yes. Time. And so we okay. were slowly titrating up and we were very – I mean, we must share a brain because I was very much, okay, how much are we giving? Let's track this whole thing yeah. because if this works, we need to talk with other parents about this option because your doctor's not going to mention it. Someone's going to need to. That's, yep. you know, we're going to need to do that. And so within three months, his seizures completely – Remitted. And so his last seizure was actually October 3rd, 2012. We are well over three years completely clinically seizure free. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and it's just, we, every month we do his seizure free birthday and, um, we don't do that anymore. Um, but it was, it is, it's absolutely, absolutely incredible. So, so here you are, um, you know, really on the edge. You know, with Charlotte, sounds like Zakai was in uh, not great shape, but not quite uh, to the edge, but uh, was able to, to find find the path. Mm-hmm. Did they change the oil at all for him? Or oh, just, no. It was just his body um, kind of taking. It takes a while yeah. to really titrate up to your therapeutic dose. Right. And so that's all his it was. His endocannabinoid system. Right. Or his, right. His individual therapeutic dose. So it just okay. took some time to do that. And then we found that. And then we didn't mess with that. It's <laughs> like any drug. You don't start off on your working dose. You work up slowly. Yeah. Right. So here we have uh, two children, uh, beautiful children, because I uh, did just meet Charlotte. Uh, haven't met Sakai yet. But uh, who were seizing and uh, uncontrollably and now uh, under control. Right. Um, so this is 2012 uh, for both of you. Um, what happens next? You know, we really started talking about what we were seeing in our little communities. So mm-hmm. these catastrophic epilepsy diagnoses, these are really tight communities. And you have – an absolute obligation if something is working to, you know, whether back then they were Yahoo groups or Facebook book groups where you would, you'd say, Hey, I, I mean, I don't know if this will work for your kid, but this is working for mine. Right. And if it was standing on Zakai's head 10 minutes before bed, that's what I would be preaching from the mountaintops, sure. but it, it was this plant. Uh-huh. And so we began talking about what we were seeing, you know, inside, inside of these little groups. And then it just, it became, um, really a situation where we we couldn't keep up with the number of inquiries. So back then it was Facebook and text messaging and and it was just this constant all day long of giving people information and right. and back then you had to move. So a lot of it was these these counseling sessions of you know how to get here and then we created long documents of it was 11 pages of step by step and it was like you know because of the number of inquiries read this first and yep. then if you have questions let us know and it was just it just evolved from there and and that's how the realm of caring foundation was born was to handle the need time to converge listeners to our product and service supplying sponsors 
Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Commercial consumption completed. Now back to Cannabis Economy, only on CannabisRadio.com. Here's Seth Adler. Uh, without question, I, I can uh, I can see the um, you know uh, your story, uh, yeah. both of you, and, and that's the patience, um, and, and that's the research. Uh, and then there's the legislation, right? So that's a separate organization page, right? Uh, coalition for uh, Access Now. I like to call it the Coalition for Getting Shit Done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. I, I second that. I don't yeah. think that's going to go over as well in D.C. No, no not in D.C., but, but uh, uh, <laughs> working time. But local, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so this started when people were moving to Colorado to get access. And, and we saw a need to go back and help those states, help those people get back home. And some of these states that... That it, where the reform began, and the reform's always been worked on many, many decades since Prohibition. Mm-hmm. But we're just trying to send people home who want to use high CBD, a non-psychoactive, non-toxic, safe, what should be a dietary supplement. Just send them home to be able to go home. These are families that were split in half. And when you see it's working, and when you see what this substance is, it's just a bit ridiculous, mm-hmm. this mistake. So we started to go back to very conservative states that said, we're willing to do something in this state. Legislation said, we're, we are going to work with you because this is a conservative thing you're asking for. And those parents went back and asked for reform. We just want the, the allowance to possess CBD. You don't have to grow it here. We just want to possess it and not be arrested. So Utah was the first state. And then one by one, in a year and a half, I think we were at 19 states <clears throat> in a year and a half's time, which is incredible re- state reform progress. Not necessarily overlapped with medical marijuana states. Yep, not those. There those that happened as well in that time, and some of those states were not going to pass. But the stories of these children, the parents wheeling their kids at the Capitol to say, please, our doctors are sending us to Colorado. Our epileptologists and neurologists, top of the medical food chain mm-hmm. for these disorders, are sending are saying, you know what, you should probably go check this out in Colorado because I don't know what else to tell you. And but they their hands were tied 
died and mm-hmm. they couldn't prescribe it. They couldn't deal with it. They couldn't report them using it. So they were sent here. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so we've got the uh, three final questions and the way that we'll do this, I'll ask Heather the first question, Paige the second question, and then you'll both answer the third question. So Heather first, what has most surprised you in cannabis? How separatist it can be. Yeah. And that really surprised me because when I got into this, uh, you know, industry by force, um, because of my son, I really thought peace, love, harmony and tie dye shirts. And yeah, man, we're going to work together to, and it, it has been, you know, kind of less of that. And I hope that the realm of caring and myself personally that we can, you know, continue to carry that olive branch and, and, you know, let's, let's all work together and, you know, I think that's been the most surprising for me. And then also just how universal the plant is, you know, because I came in with a very specific interest. I needed to save my kid and to see, you know, this plant help with, you know, autism and MS and Parkinson's and cancer and pain and sleep and all these different things. I'm really shocked by that. Paige, what has most surprised you uh, in life? I would say that you can take a hardship, a, a negative thing that is that is deemed a very difficult negative situation, like a sick child, like a death, something very, very difficult, and turn it into something beautiful, progressive, and good. And um, and that's been shocking. And I think it would it helps uh, knowing that Charlotte, uh, from the wheelchair, you know, from the signed forms, is. Literally walking around out there. Yeah, right I'm now. sweating a little right in here right now. Wonder where she is. <laughs> well, what she was in doing? good hands when we left. <laughs> she's right? it's a good ahead. problem to have. Yeah, yeah. it's shocking. To- but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, she, she, you know, she and I locked eyes a couple times, and she might not be verbal, but she was definitely communicating with <laughs> yes, me. Yep. So there is that, and I'm sure you know that very well. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then, uh, I guess to end, mm. maybe on a lighter note. That uh, soundtrack of your life, Heather, why don't you go first? One song that's got to be on there. Ben Harper. Oh. Uh, you can change the world with oh. your own two hands. There you go. That's oh, good. That's a good answer. That really is. Uh, that's it's perfect. <laughs> that's a tough one. Imagine. I, I would say imagine. That would be the song because anything is possible. And you just have to dream it up. And literally, as cheesy as that is, that's the song. So uh, here's uh, what's funny about the way things happen. That's not cheesy in any way. The whole point of that song is it is not – that's not a cheesy song. That's the <laughs> one of the greatest songs of all time with one of the best messages of all time. So Paige, thank you for reminding us. Heather, thank you so much for allowing us into The Rock. My um, pleasure. This has been unbelievable for me. Thank you guys so much for what you're doing, for the patience, for the research, for the legislation. You're kind of doing it all. So thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Yep. It's very important. Paige Figgy and Heather Jackson. So what can you do? Go to therock.us and click on Take Action, where you can either donate, connect, volunteer, or socialize. Go to coalitionforaccessnow.org, click Take Action, and support the Senate bill or House bill by either calling or emailing your House member or senators. 